Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the start of something new, a DCOM podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and with me, as always, is my co-host and fellow dairy employee, Kate. Yes, we work at a dairy now, everyone. That's the big news. <laughs> <laughs> We've changed professions steeply. Steeply, yes. But anyway, this is the podcast in which we review every single Disney Channel original movie in chronological order, all the way from Under Wraps to The Slumber Party. And this is season three, episode 18, the season finale, may I remind you all. We've made it through another year, almost, and almost of podcasting. Can you believe it, Kate? I can't believe that we're three years in. That's insane. Well, just about three years in. Yeah, yeah. Like, I still remember recording the very first episode with you. Yeah, under like under wraps all the way back in 2020. I still remember it. I still like remember that. And it's just so weird that we have been doing this for three full years and just everything that has happened during that time and all of the life changes and just how we've continued with this. So we appreciate everybody listening, um, helping us keep going, but it's been a really fun ride so far. For sure. But yes, this is season three, episode 18, in which we'll be discussing the 62nd Disney Channel original movie, Cowbells. Uh, but before we do that, Kate, how have you been lately? I know um, it's actually I'm just going to pull the curtain back real quick, y'all. It hasn't been that long since we recorded the High School Musical episode with the Becca and Hunter. It's actually only been a few days, but I feel like we haven't just done a, like a catch up in a while either. So just like, how you doing lately? Um, yeah, no, good. Sorry. I had like something in my throat. There we go. Okay. Yeah, no, I have been pretty good. Um, I am currently in a Spanish class for my degree and it's so close to being over. So pulling back the curtain a little bit further, we're recording on Monday and my final is Thursday and I'm just so ready to be done with that class. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, and then I have a lot to look forward to for the last few weeks of summer, including seeing you in person, which is going to be so exciting. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely, definitely ready for the end of the week, uh, for it to be Friday, but yeah, just a lot to look forward to and overall really, really good. But how about you, Jake? Yeah, I'm also doing pretty good, you know, just, uh, just, you know, living life, not much major updates, but yeah, we, um, as of right now, we are just about a little over two weeks from seeing each other again. Yes, I believe it was like 18 days when I looked at my countdown. On oh my, my gosh. Phone. But yeah, if you guys have been keeping up, then you know, not only are we seeing each other in person again, but we are uh, going to some theme parks. We're going that doing that Disney. We're doing that Universal. We're doing Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. It's going to be a real fun time. A really, a really tiring week, but a really fun week. Yes, we have so much planned. We're so excited. Um, we're definitely like both theme park people. And so, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be such a good time. We have four days planned at Walt Disney World and two day, Well, one day at Universal and then one day at Volcano Bay and then a couple of rest slash whatever we feel like doing days thrown in there. Overall, it's going to be um, a little over a week, like I believe like eight or nine days. And so we're going to have a we're going to have a great time. 
yeah, it's going to be fun. And we'll, we'll definitely keep the socials update the socials, even though it's basically just our Instagram at this point. But yeah, we'll be keeping you guys updated on our travels and our adventures. I guess I'm sure it'll be a very fun. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that on the Instagram in two weeks. It'll be fun times. But all right, Kate, given that this is the season finale and we have officially gone through DCOMs number 51 through 60, it's time for a ranking reveal. I am so excited because I really have no idea what to expect. I can't. I'm trying to think of what we've even reviewed this season. It has been a year. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Pardon me. But um, what comes out of this? I'm excited. Yes. So for this grouping of 10, which is DCOMs 51 through 60, we will be ranking Stuck in the Suburbs, Tiger Cruise, Halloween Town High, now you see it, Buffalo Dreams, uh, Kim Possible movie, so the drama, Go Figure, Life is Rough, The Proud Family movie, and Twitches. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, Jake, what were your rankings? Because I got to know. All right. So my rankings, starting with my number 10, this shouldn't be too much of a shocker. Uh, my number 10 is Buffalo Dreams. Yeah, that's not a shocker. Yeah, that one was a uh, very questionable. Yeah, yeah. I still think can of worms was probably worse, but <laughs> yeah, there was some there was some stuff in that one that was uh, yeah questionable. Let's just go with that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My number nine, and please don't take this the wrong way, everyone. But my number nine was Tiger Cruise. Yeah, you know it is what it is. I don't know. I'm just like, I, I don't know if making a movie about those events not that long after they happened was such a good idea. I fully agree with you. Yeah. Even now, how many years later, it's still just kind of. Yeah. Yep. I totally agree. It, it, that was so weird because that one came out in what, like 2003 or 2004? Yeah. That's crazy. Because I. Uh, um. I went to Walt Disney World in February of 2003 and my parents, I mean, I don't really remember it that well because I was very young, but um, my parents report that like, and by my few memories, I mean, this is correct. I do have one memory of being in Pirates of the Caribbean, now, whether that was manufactured by my mind or not, like, not sure. Um, but my parents report that it was like still really empty at that point. I mean, they were still really feeling the effects, so... Yeah, uh, interesting that this movie came out around that time. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, my number eight is actually stuck in the suburbs. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'm shocked that one was lower than it. I thought that one would be higher, but I guess there's just some other things in here I liked a little better. Which is totally fair. Yes, so now my number seven is Now You See It. Okay, yeah. I mean, that was pretty mid, so, like, I get it. Yeah, it was, um, it was interesting. Uh, it was fine. It yeah. was, yeah. Now, here's a shock. My number six is Life is Rough, which I believe is the highest we've ranked a dog decom. You know, I love dogs and I love decoms. I just don't know how well they mix. Apparently not very well. Yep. Yeah. But now we have my number five, which 
And I think I said this before. It seems like every ranking we have like a dark horse that comes out a lot higher than I thought they would be. And I think this is the dark horse of this grouping. Uh, my number five is go figure. Oh, yeah, I could see that. I could see it being the dark horse, but it's a pretty decent movie. So I think that's very fair. Yeah, I think we were both kind of like a little surprised at how much we actually kind of enjoyed it. Right. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely say that you're correct. Yes. And now for my number four, we got the Proud Family movie. The Proud Proud Family. Yes, it's a it is a good movie. So, I mean, it was a little bizarre at points, but, you know, still still a classic for what it's worth. Still a classic. And I'm sure nostalgia helped a little bit there. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Um, but now we're in my top three. So number three for me was the Kim Possible movie. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean I could yeah, I mean I mean we love Kim Possible, so I mean she's an like, icon. Yes. So I mean, yeah, I feel like that's a fair ranking, but I'm anxious to see what comes above her. Yes, so now for my number two, it's Halloween Town High. Oh, yeah, you can't go wrong with Halloween Town, man. That is a good movie. Yes, that is. It was good. And, you know, it's our last time seeing Kimberly J. Brown. I'm so sad about that. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm a little bit sad thinking about our next foray into Halloween Town, which I think is what return. No, we did a return to Halloween Town, didn't we? No, it's return. What's the last one? Is it return? It's return. Okay. I mix up the which ones are which but yeah i don't know and again nothing against the actress that took took it over but it's like that was that was not her role right she just showed up but it's like she didn't need to yeah like again nothing against her but disney what the heck yeah and which means now my number one once again surprising nobody at least it shouldn't surprise anybody it's twitches we love Twitches. We're out here standing Twitches. Like, yes, absolutely. I'll be disappointed if my number one isn't Twitches. Now it's time for your ranking. Your ranking's actually not too different from mine. You only have a few that are different. Okay. All right. So your number 10 is also Buffalo Dreams. Yeah. Okay. As it should be. Yeah. That one was just. Questionable. Questionable. Especially looking at it from a 2023 perspective. Exactly, exactly. Like, was it a product of its time? Yeah, but is there still a level of oof? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, your number nine is also Tiger Cruise. All right. All right. Yeah, I see that. That's, yep, yep, just, yep. Now, this one shocked me because I thought this one would be higher for you. But your number eight is also stuck in the suburbs. Huh. I guess maybe we didn't like it as much as we thought we liked it. I mean, if I remember correctly, you went on like a whole journey in that one. You like confronted your younger self in that episode. Yeah, that sounds like me. I don't remember much of what I recorded there, but yeah, that sounds accurate. Yeah. Um. And then now, so your number seven is also now you see it. Okay, yeah, this is fair. This is very fair. Yeah, I just uh, I don't think that one was uh, as entertaining to us as Disney probably wanted it to be. Yep. Yes, but now 
number six. Your number six is the first one where we have a different ranking for your number six is the proud family movie. Really? I expected it to be higher, but you know, okay, fair enough. I guess maybe this is a little too weird for you. Yeah. It was a very strange plot. Yeah. And now your number five then is life is rough. I don't know. I want to swap those, but I guess it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. So now then your number four is go figure. Yeah, I get, yeah, okay. Again, like that was one we enjoyed much more than we thought we were going to. So, yeah, sweet. It surprised us, but in a good way. Yes, we love a good positive surprise. Yes. And then, all right, you're number three. Kim Possible. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. There you go. And you're number two, Halloween Town High. All right, all right. Which means your number one is Twitches. As it should be. As it should be. So. Let's go. Really, we only differ on our six through four. The rest we all agree on. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like that grouping of movies, it's pretty. I mean, obviously, everybody's going to have their own rankings, but I feel like they're like most people I would say would probably agree with us. Yes, I mean, Twitches, come on. It wasn't even a competition then. Twitches. Yes. Like, tw- we are here for Twitches. We stand Twitches. We love Tia and Tamara. Yes. But here today we're talking about some other twins. Well, not twins, just sisters. I'm sorry. Not they are not twins. What did, What was I thinking saying that? Um, but yes, sisters. I, I was just thinking about the fact that well, no, I'll bring it up when you go through the cast. So might as well jump into it. Yes, because we're talking cowbells. So, Kate, you want to start with some background? Yes, I would love some background. All right. So Cowbells is a 2006 romantic teen comedy Disney Channel original film. God, that was a lot to say. It's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, it first premiered on march 24th 2006 which i believe if i'm not wrong was also the premiere date of a one hannah montana Ooh, so that's so cool yeah so it was cowbells and then the first episode of hannah montana so they had us in our seats for that night oh my gosh that's so awesome yes it was directed by francine mcdougall and that means, yes, we have a female director here. Yay! Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait, we've actually seen her before, because she also did go figure. Okay, so she has a good track record. Yes, she does, though I believe, yep, this is her last decom. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I mean, she dropped two pretty, pretty good ones, and she said, all right, I'm out. Yeah, I mean, leave on a high note really and gotta shout this out this was co-written by our fave Stu krieger we love you Stu. if you're listening we we adore you we love you yes he co-wrote this with matt dearborn but yes gotta shout out Stu. we love Stu. one of these days we gotta try to get Stu on the podcast oh my god yes please Stu. if you're listening you want to come on just let us know yes like always just please slide into our dms indeed yes yes Now, as far as our cast goes, well, Kate, we have, of course, the one, the only, 
Ali and AJ Mishalka as our leads, Taylor and Courtney Callum. And what can we say about Ali and AJ? Their music raised us. They it really did. Um, potential breakup song was everything. Um, that said, and I don't know why I called them twins because I knew they weren't twins. They're, they do not look alike. They're that level of alike. Um, they do look alike, but not like that. Um, but what I was going to say is I was so focused in my brain about how the fact that they build them as like Allison and I think Amanda. Yes, because. Um, which I was like, wait, what? Yeah, because I believe AJ's full name. Yes, is Amanda Joy. Yes, I uh, I was not expecting that. The credits were rolling at the end, and I was like, uh, who? <laughs> who is Amanda? <laughs> who is Amanda? Uh, I mean, this is not the Amanda show. She's Amanda's the secret third sister. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. <laughs> There's so much going on here. Right. But yeah, no, Allie and AJ, we love them. They were they were staples of Disney Channel back in the day. They they had their music videos all over that, all over that thing. Yes. And yes. Yes, for sure. Yes. I, when they dropped the adult version of a uh, of potential breakup song a couple years ago. Oh, we were all there. Like, we were all ready. Oh, we were living. We were living. They're like, oh, they put some bad words in there. <laughs> yeah, like they they really uh, changed it up in a way that like my teenage self needed <laughs> truly but yeah and then also um so the fun fact is even though Allie and aj had their music all over disney channel i think this is the only like thing that aj starred in for disney channel because if y'all remember Allie was in the show phil of the future but aj was on never on a show she never had a role in anything so this is her only real disney channel starring role that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Kiki Palmer, actually, she has a podcast now. It's called Baby. This is Kiki Palmer. And she had Allie and AJ on and they talked about how, yeah, this is AJ's only Disney Channel starring role. She didn't even she didn't even get to do a wand ID, but Allie did. That's so sad. I know. I'm like, y'all should have let her do it yes honestly that was everybody's dream in like the 2000s like yeah hi my name is xyz and you're watching the disney channel yeah but yeah they were just talking about how like yeah ag never got to do one because she never got a starring role except for this so it's like oh oh my gosh that's that's so sad we love you aj yes we love you aj but yeah so yeah ali and aj lead in this film this cinematic experience um after that we have jack coleman as reed callum that's their father we have uh sheila mccarthy as fran she's one of the workers at the dairy we have michael trevino as jackson mead he's um taylor's love interest and also shout out to my vampire diaries fan y'all know him more better as tyler lockwood from the Vampire Diaries. I know a friend of mine pointed out. I was like, isn't that the guy from Vampire Diaries? And I'm like, oh, it is. I never watched Vampire Diaries, so I didn't know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that either because I also didn't watch Vampire Diaries, but that is super cool. But yeah, and I think um, this is before Vampire Diaries, so this is like, he's a little younger in this. Right. Yes. We have. Christian Serantos as Heather Perez. That's their uh, friend. We have Ron Gabriel as Melvin Melville. He's another worker at the dairy. 
We have right. oh, everyone's favorite character, Chris Gallinger as Philippe. Ah, oh, Philippe. Philippe. We, we'll have some words to say about him. Yeah. Yeah, we have um, Vaughn Flores as Nick Perez. That's um, Heather's father who also works at the dairy. And uh, really, everyone else at the dairy, like they're kind of important, but they're not like they're all more like the supporting cast. But I will say for our last role, we have the um, Michael Rondas as Bob Fenwick, who... Let's not bury the lead because the movie doesn't really do that for you. He's the bad guy. Yes. Yeah. Although they never really, I mean, they never really confront him. No, ever. but we'll t- we'll talk about that when we get there. He just sets up the plot. He just sets up the plot. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk more about that when we get there. But that out of the way, Kate, do you have any history with this movie? I do. You know, I remember watching it at least once as a kid, I'm sure multiple times, and really enjoying it. Um, That said, it was definitely not a staple in my childhood the way like High School Musical was, um, or Camp Rock or anything of that capacity. Probably not even as much as Halloween Town, but I still remember watching it and I still remember enjoying it. Um, How about you, Jake? Yeah, no, I definitely have seen this movie multiple times. I especially remember the commercial because the commercial... For some reason, a lot of the commercial was just um, showing the many times they get something dumped on them or spill something on themselves. Yes. I remember, actually, I think I mi- I was, like, conflating this one with Breed It and Weep, maybe? I'm not sure. But, like, for whatever reason, I thought they worked in a Froyo place. And then I was like, wait, not this that movie. <laughs> Wrong movie. Right. I mean, technically, there is yogurt involved in this movie. Right. There's like dairy product galore. Like I'm shocked Jamie Lee Curtis didn't make a cameo. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, but th- at the same time, yeah, I definitely because I think that scene, I mean, there's multiple scenes where they get stuff on them, but especially the scene and we'll get to this, but where they like they're on the ground with dairy product all over them for whatever reason. I was like, Oh, they work at a Froyo shop. And then I started watching it and I was like, I am thinking of the wrong decom. Everything else I was thinking of was right though, but just where they worked. Yeah, for sure. Also. And if anyone else remembers this one, please sound off because I don't want to sound crazy, but I think there was a cowbells, Disney channel.com game where you like, made or sorted yogurt i'm not quite sure but I, I i swear i remember playing that i remember playing a cowbells disney channel.com game i feel like that was would be really on brand for disney i know the only thing that i really played at like disney.com or whatever the their uh like gaming site was was i was obsessed with like the stitch stitch in the sandwich like making the sandwich yes the sandwich stacker yeah yes like that was that was everything to me (laughs) for a while but (laughs) yeah yeah it seems on brand yeah no the game section was was legendary it was a good time but yeah i swear there there was a cowbells one if anyone else remembers it please let me know um but yeah that's probably my that's honestly probably my biggest memory with cowbells is playing the game but i know i've seen it a few times i don't think i don't know if i saw it on premiere night because like i said it was also hannah montana premiere night but still i've seen it right yeah well all right that all being said kate should we just get into the plot of this movie 
I would love to get into the plot of this movie. All right. So we open in River City, America. They never tell us where this is. We just know it's a city called River City. Though, considering there's like a giant dairy factory in it, I guess we're going to assume Midwest probably. I was going to say, would it be too stereotypical for me to be like Wisconsin? I mean, they never tell us, so. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was just giving that kind of vibe, but we don't know. We don't know. But yes, this is River City and we open on uh, jump scare. Someone's taking their driving test again. Yep. And we can tell right away that um, Allie's character, uh, Taylor, is very um, preppy, very entitled, but like not mean by any means, just kind of like um it's interesting because she plays kind of like one of those characters who in some ways is quote unquote again if for lack of better way to describe this an airhead but then also very smart at the same time yeah um that's something i want to bring up where with these characters is like everyone around them says they're like vapid and like self-absorbed and like kind of like the stereotype of like a rich dumb blonde girl but like we learn very easily. We learn very quickly. They're really not like we learned very quickly that Taylor can do math really well. And that. Uh, oh, God. What's the other one? Courtney. Courtney. Yeah. And that Courtney's like really good with computers. So like, I don't know. It's a weird it's a weird dichotomy. But yeah, we have Taylor. She's taking her driving test and she turns on the radio for a second. But then the instructor turns it off. He's like, no, no. And she's like, but. Isn't it a rule of the road that whoever drives can control the radio? He's like, well, not on your driver's test. Then they keep going. And she points out. I was gonna... Sorry, go on. Oh, nothing. I was just going to ask, what was your driver's test experience like? Well, my driver's test experience, first of all, I ended up having to take it twice. That was fun. Well, you went to the, you went to the hard place to take it in our, the area we grew up. Yeah, I did. So the, the, the instructor was very harsh because, well, the first time I didn't even get onto the road because of stupid parallel parking. Dude, I, um, I, I, yes. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I get that. Like I'll park a mile away if it means I don't have to parallel park. Literally to this day, same. I just, I went to the easier place and I only had to take it once. But I literally got every single point off that you could get off, if I remember correctly, without failing it. Like, I didn't fail it, but I got literally every point off that you could get off before you failed it. And she still got her license, everyone. I still, I, I took the driver's test one time. I, now, I can guarantee you if I went to the place that you went, I would have failed it. But yeah. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I ended up taking it twice. But the second time, I passed. And I still remember when I take it, took it the second time. For a second, I was like, wait, 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 am I am I done? Al- I'm done already. Oh, no, because he told me to go back before we even went on like the highway or anything. And I had practiced on the highway and he said, no, nope, like, no, but he's like, all right, here you go. And I'm like, what? And he's like, you passed. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think we were both probably a lot more like nervous than Allie, who's just like, oh, I'm gonna turn on the radio and do whatever I want. Yeah, she compliments the instructor's eyes and says she should wear more pastels. And then her and then her 2006 era orange flip phone starts ringing. And he's like, absolutely not while you're driving. But then she like pulls over and picks it up anyway. Which, hey, smart. That's the safe thing to do. 
Yes, it is the safe thing to do, but also, like, if my driving test instructor told me not to do something, I'd be like, it can wait. Right, but she's like, but it's an emergency, it's my sister. So she pulls over and she answers the phone, and this is when Courtney's like, oh my gosh, guess what? I found the perfect dress for my cotillion, because that's her big plot, is she's having cotillion, which Kate, do you know what that is? Uh, it's a party. It's a coming of age party. I don't know. I haven't like looked it up. Me neither. I'm like, I've heard about it in other shows and movies, but like, are those real? I've never been to one. I've never heard of somebody. If you've had a cotillion, reach out. Let us know. I'm going to give it a Google right now, but yeah, give us, give it a Google. Let us know. Educate us because we are uneducated. But yeah, Courtney's having her cotillion. She's found the perfect dress, except it's orange. Oh, no. Yeah, so what we we get explained by Taylor that um, every year her and Courtney divvy up things so that they, they don't fight. So they divvy up who can have a crush on what boy. They divvy up who can wear what color. And this year, orange is Taylor's color. And so the driver instructor, you can tell, really does not care. He's like, you need to get back on the road or you will fail. So she just hands him her phone he's like okay fine uh here you you tell me what she says oh so here's some more on cotillions according and i'm gonna just this is from southern living an article entitled what's the difference between a cotillion and a debutante ball by maggie birch um but uh quote the word cotillion was you first used in 18th century france and england to describe a group dance considered a forebearer of the square dance i love the dancing in pride and prejudice this specific dance was considered a good finale for any ball, which seems to translate well to its use today. Cotillion is a type is typically a season of etiquette classes for middle school age children that ends with a final dinner dance where they get to show off what they've learned. Cotillion classes are understandably still prevalent in the South. They're an opportunity for children to learn all those manners and polite habits we value we highly value alongside their friends and classmates, whether lear- learning to give a firm handshake or dance to the waltz, the skills taught in a cotillion class will come in handy throughout your life. Proud parents and teachers gather for the final event, often called the cotillion ball, to watch the participate participants demonstrate their table manners, conversations, etiquettes, and, d- and dance moves. Now, the funny thing is, like, hers just sounds like a straight-up party. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't. There's think no she, mention of classes. Yeah, I was like, I don't think she took any classes. I think she's just having a party and calling in a cotillion. Yep. But yes, so she found the perfect dress. Except it's orange, and orange is Taylor's color this year. So Taylor tells the driving instructor that um, to tell Courtney that she can wear the dress, but uh, Taylor wants to borrow her shoes then. And they're totally fine with this arrangement and they continue the driving test. We also learned that uh, Courtney's dress cost $1,000. Yes. Which like, what? (laughs) I know. I'm like, uh, is is that, is that normal for fancy dresses? And to think of like inflation too. Like that's, it's even, would be even worse today. Like I just have to look up like, like 1000 US dollars. In 2006 and 2023. So that is equal to the buying power according to in 2013 dollars.com. Um, 
2023. So it has even more value. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so after all that, um, we also passed by the dairy. And this is where Taylor explains that this dairy factory is owned by her father. And that's why they have all the money that they do. Um, so I guess there must be no other dairy factories in like how many mile radius. Yeah, apparently not. And the fact too that like, um, yeah, I lost my train of thought, but it interesting choice. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so then the instructor has uh, Taylor pull into the car park and she's like, okay, so did I pass? Do I get my license? And he says that she drove fine, which she did. She doesn't like do anything bad or illegal or anything. But he says that she has a problem focusing, and for that, she can he can fail her. And she goes, "Well, all right, but just so you know, if you fail me, I'll just come back every day until I pass, and I will specifically request for you to be my driving instructor." And then he's like, "Okay, you pass." He's like, "Never mind." <laughs> so then we cut to home. And we meet Dad and Bob, and uh, we learn that Bob has gotten Dad a little present because uh, Dad gives Bob a framed photo of them, like presumably the day they opened the dairy factory because they're business partners. And this is when we get Bob's motivation right away because apparently Dad said no to a big lucrative deal that could have gotten them a lot of money. So, yes. Um, yeah. Okay, continue. I have this really random fun fact to add in very quickly, but continue. Um. Okay. But... Anyway, we learned that Bob's gift to dad is a ticket to Ecuador, I want to say, because we learned that apparently dad is really into butterflies. Yes. Um, and so dad wants to collect butterflies and apparently like so my interpretation of this is that he was going to the Ecuadorian like rainforest. Um Fun fact for you, because I went to Ecuador last year, because oh, I have a friend right. who lives in Ecuador. I forgot yeah. about that. Uh, yes, one of my good friends lives in Ecuador. Um, I met her when... So, fun fact about me, for those who don't know, on the podcast, uh, when I was in my undergrad, I did a semester abroad in the UK. I wanted it to be a full year, but I had issues with getting the credits at my university. So if you're in college and you're listening to this, highly recommend if you want to do a semester abroad, do it your sophomore year instead of your junior year. Don't learn the hard way like me um, or like a full year. Anyway, um, but what I was say what I was going to say is I went to Ecuador last year to visit this friend who I had met. We were both living in the UK at the time, but she did her whole undergrad in the UK, but she's from Ecuador. She moved back to Ecuador after graduating. Um, and she, um, anyway, when I was preparing to go to Ecuador, um, I didn't know whether I was going to go to the rainforest or not. I did not end up going to the rainforest, although I did go to the Galapagos and like highly recommend. But that's not the point. Um, but you're supposed to get, um, if you go to the, now I don't know if this was the recommendation in 2005, six, but I assume that it was. If you're going to the Ecuadorian rainforest, you're supposed to get a yellow fever vaccine. And I believe it takes like 10 days for it to like be um, like official. Like you actually have to, there is a paper that you get 
um, that says this person got their yellow fever vaccine. I believe it lasts for like a decade. Um, and you have to like get your shot like 10 days before you go into the rainforest. And I'm just thinking for a man who has supposedly done no traveling in the past like decade, when's this man going to get his yellow fever vaccine? Okay. The answer is probably never. The, the man is just like, he's like, I don't, I don't need the who's recommendations. Like I'm fine. Yeah. because We don't need the CDC. No, because he sees this ticket and at first he's like, oh, I don't know if I should should go because like, uh, you know, Courtney's party's coming up and Bob's all like, well, it's fine. She won't even notice that you're gone, which I'm like, uh, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, but he he's he bought a ticket to Ecuador so the dad can find this elusive butterfly that apparently only appears in the rainforest at the end of the rainy season. Yeah. So, okay, that's a plot point. It is what it is. It is what it is. We, I mean, we got. We get- also never come back to his butterfly habit at all. Like it's literally, they just needed a way to get him um, out of sight, out of mind, and out of reach. Also, also another plot hole. I'm so sorry. I just have to say it. This man is rich, rich. Why would he not be carrying a um, a like uh, satellite phone? Like, like, why would this man not be carrying a satellite phone is my question. If he's like this rich. Right. Which I, you know, okay. In all fairness, I don't think I've, I've carried a satellite phone before. I don't know if I ever like actually really used it. So I could be wrong here because this was several years ago. Um, I assume that they would like that it can also receive calls. Maybe they can't receive calls. I know they can make calls though. And it's like, you would think. He, given how much money he has that he could use it to check in on his daughters. I don't know. Again, plot hole, but we needed to get him to some remote place. And for whatever reason, he's not carrying anything where he can get in touch with anybody. Yeah, I, it's it's weird. But anyway, no time to talk about that now, because right now we have uh, Taylor and Courtney coming home in. I guess it's their housekeeper's car because they say that they dropped the housekeeper off at the store and that they gave her money for cab fare, even though it's like, um, you're going to have your housekeeper take a cab home with a bunch of groceries. Yeah, it's I, it's just supposed to show how, like, they only think about themselves. I don't know. Yeah, that and the fact that they have like a banner wrapped around the car that says she passed and apparently it cost like 200 bucks. Which, like, come on, man, like, like, it's also supposed to show their, like, blatant disregard for money, but, yeah, though, you know. Although Taylor says that she used her discount card, whatever that means, and that means it only costs, like, $160. Wow, Taylor, you really got a steal. Yeah, but anyway, um, to congratulate Taylor on getting her license, Dad has had someone at the dairy factory fix up an old car for her but it's not just any old car kate whose car is it it's her mother's who passed away yep that's right everyone take up that single parent counter we got another dead one (laughs) it's so true it's just so stereotypical of not even just decoms but disney movies in general like oh yep mom's dead here you go yep Showing that they have experienced some level of tragedy in their lives. 
even though like apparently their personalities don't show that. Which like um I think like it you know no matter how rich you are it would be very I don't know like humbling and just a terrible experience to go through. That's probably not the right word, but just a like I feel like it would really bring you down to earth to lose a parent at that age. Like I am 25 and like I can't even imagine losing my parents like uh the thought just uh nope even though probably one day I'll have to deal with that but like hopefully never not soon and so it's like you know I can't even imagine experiencing that kind of tragedy when you're like in high school or younger than high school because we don't really know when this happened but like but apparently it doesn't really impact their personalities like what yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, Allie and Courtney are so excited and Allie wants to take it out on the road immediately. But hold on now. This is a stick shift. And she has to learn to drive stick. So her dad sets her up with um, this guy to uh, teach her how to uh, drive stick shift, which in all fairness, I don't know how to drive stick shift. So, you know. I don't either. So, <laughs> so yeah. But anyway, the like guy- what? Like what? If if you know how to drive stick shift, please like comment on this podcast and like tell us about your experience. Because no idea. <laughs> yeah, we we are uneducated. I think my boyfriend knows how to drive stick. I should probably ask him, but about it. But I I have no idea. Yeah. No so idea. this guy that Taylor's dad has set her up with is the owner of. The dairy farm where the dairy factory gets all their milk. They only get milk from this one farm. But dad's busy, so he has his uh, son, Jackson, teach uh, Allie. Nah, teach T- Taylor, who's played by Allie. <laughs> Allie, Taylor, same difference. Yes, but this is where we get introduced to Jackson. And woo. <laughs> woo. <laughs> Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, except the fact that, you know, like any good romance, um, they hate each other at first. Yes. He's like talking to his dad and he's like, Taylor Callum is such a spoiled brat. Yada, yada, yada. And then Taylor walks up right behind him because classic. Yeah, she's like, "Mm, condescending. That's a big word for a farm boy. But alas, he does teach her how to drive and they're kind of getting along. And he's, oh, go on. I was gonna say, well, what happens is like, she doesn't quite get it at first. So he kind of just like berates her a little. And she, he just goes like, see, this is what happens when you don't never work for anything in your life. And I'm like, geez, dude. I'm like, I, yeah, I don't think that has to do with this particular situation, but okay. Yeah, but then she gets a whole hang of it. She like is able to get it in the right gears and everything. It's like, oh my god, I'm doing it. This is this is great. And he's like, yeah, see what happens when you actually try at something. I'm like, dude. Yeah, like bro. And like, there, there's no need to be a jerk. And it's just the fact that I like that just by like virtue of being a decom, we know that these two are gonna get together in the end. It's like great. Yeah, we we love how she's gonna be with someone who like you know belittles her upbringing but you know right it's all good man as they're driving he he like gets so dramatic and he goes hold on stop the truck we we gotta stop and she's like what he's like i gotta check on martha and kate who's martha martha's a cow she got a cow but not only is she she's not just any cow she's a pregnant cow she's a pregnant cow <laughs> she's a pregnant cow she's apparently due any day now and uh jackson's just like making sure she's all right and um taylor comes running up 
And he's like, hey, you put the parking brake on, right? And she's like, uh, what? <laughs> and cut to the truck immediately rolling down a hill and straight into a pond because of course of course of course and it just it sinks right away yes but she's like yeah it's okay i mean i mean she's not happy about it she's obviously a little freaked out but in the end she's like daddy will pay for it yeah she, but i will say she does take responsibility for this problem she's like oh my god yes. i'm so sorry i i i destroyed your truck i didn't mean to um, right so terrible but then she's still like but you know my dad will pay for the repairs and then we learned that the repairs are going to cost two thousand eight hundred dollars which i would do want us to do another let's see what that is in 2023 dollars what is it two thousand eight hundred two right well you continue with the plot i will find out how much two thousand eight hundred dollars is how much is two thousand eight hundred dollars in 2006 even though this was probably filmed in 2005 in 2023 uh same same um website in 2013.com says that it's worth 4236 pardon. wow wow yes but upon hearing this at the dinner table dad is taken back he is shooketh <laughs> He is shooketh. He's like, do you think money just grows on trees for me? Like, do you think it's just unlimited? Um, but he still ends up like he he has a little moment, but then because she's taking responsibility, he just kind of lets it go. Yeah. So he um decides to go. Okay. Uh, he he he'll pay for it. And then we see Courtney helping him uh pack. He's like. She's like, man, when's the last time you've had a vacation? Like, this is crazy. And she's like, I know. But he's like, are you sure you're fine with me missing your party? She's like, no, it's fine. You haven't had a vacation in forever. Besides, if you did come, we'd have to do the spotlight dance together. And like, that would be so embarrassing. And the dad kind of agrees. He's like, yeah, I don't think anyone needs to see that. Yeah. Yeah yeah which like okay sure we need to we need a plot point to get the dad out of here i guess whatever yeah so then it's the next day which is apparently it's the housekeeper's day off because we see courtney trying to work an electric can opener and it's not because as taylor puts out you need to plug it in first <sighs> yeah which i'm like what but, she okay. really doesn't know how to use the can opener Right, yeah, that's a little, it's a little tacky, but, you know, yeah. like, okay, we'll roll with it. Yeah, so she, like, opens a can of, like, soup or something. She starts, She, I think, one of them puts it on the stove, which, is this an open flame stove? I, yeah, I suppose, I think so. Yeah, because, um, as it's starting to cook, they get a call from their friend, and apparently the store is having a sale, because there's, um... She found some shoes that'll go great with Courtney's dress, and she found some boots that um Taylor's been looking all over for. They're like, "What are we doing? Still standing here? We gotta go!" And then, like, as they leave, one of them like throws a washcloth, and it lands on top of the pot that's on the stove and catches fire. Yep. Like, and so, oh, go on. I was gonna say, call this soup Katniss Everdeen because she's the girl on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And, but they don't notice at all and they go off and they come back and there are like firemen at the house. Well, first I'm like, are they going to burn the whole house down? That's what I thought too. But they literally just burned the stove area. Yeah, it's just, and like burnt in the fact that it's all just black now because I'm sure they couldn't actually burn that because it was probably a house they rented the film in. Yeah, they just had to like do some spray painting. Yeah. Anyway, they get back and the dad is like, where did I go wrong? And the girls are like, no thing, nowhere. You're great, dad. He's like, not with me, with you. He's like, you don't know. Okay, he's the thing. He says they don't have responsibility, but like they do because they fully admit that it was their fault and that they're so sorry. And they've done that multiple times throughout this movie so far. Right. And I don't really think that them destroying the kitchen had anything to do with their disrespect for money. No, but like, yeah, yeah, but that's what he turns it into. He's like, they they don't know responsibility, and they don't know the value of the dollar. So he, his which dis- they don't, but like also, a money is very subjective to begin with. Like the richest or like the poor, like a lot of people who are considered poor in the u.s to my understanding to my understanding are still considered wealthy in different parts of the world so there's that um but then like also the fact that like um even if you take from just a subjective u.s standpoint the the fact that like uh they don't know the value of a dollar because they really don't like let's be honest they are very like wealthy and entitled but like them burning down the kitchen, or not really even burning down the kitchen, does not have anything to do with that. Right, but... But, like, okay. That doesn't matter, because Dad decided they're going to have summer jobs. So, like... Okay, cool. We just, again, we... A lot of this is just very, like, blatantly to advance the plot, but... Alright. Yeah. But not just any summer jobs, Kate. Where are they going to be working? At the day! And they're like, no, please, no, anything but that. Which it's like, all right, like, that's how y'all have all your money, but you're too good to be here. Like, which is the point? Right. You know, but he's decided he's he's also canceling their credit cards and apparently suspending their allowance. They got an allowance too. what. I don't know, even though it's like, I suppose so, even though it's like, apparently they never do any chores. Which. And, like, apparently it's pretty high, too, if, like, his 16-year-old, I assume she's about 16 in this film, uh, your old daughter can go out and just buy, like, a $1,000 plus dress for, like, and that's, like, in budget. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, so they're going to work at the dairy, and their shifts are going to be from 7 to 3, and they're, like, 7 in the but morning? He, he still gives her, um, uh, Courtney, he still gives her an allowance for her cotillion. Right. He's still like, you can spend like, what was it? It was either 10 or 20 grand, like some obscene I think number. It was 25,000. Oh, 25,000. Okay. Which would, again, be more in today's dollars, probably around 30,000 if I were to guess. Uh, great. That's literally the cost of a wedding, but all right. Right. And you got to remember, she's doing this with three other girls. So, like, they're throwing a lot of money into this for some reason yes they're like we have to have this giant party even though 
for like, I don't know, like our sweet 16. I mean, and there's so many, I don't know. I feel like there's so many better things you could do with $30,000, like at times like four girls than like just have like a really fancy party, but like, all right. Yeah. But anyway, so they're going to work from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. And they're like seven in the morning. And she's like, yeah, that's how it's going to be. And so they go to the, ne it's the next day. It's 530 in the morning. Their alarm go off. They turn it off and Which, try and go back to sleep. I have to empathize with them here. I'm not a morning girly. And I fully understand the privilege in what I'm about to say. Fully understand it. But I don't think I've ever worked a job where, I'd ha where I had to get there before 8 a.m. So... I guess I'm fortunate. I fully understand the privilege in that, but I understand the ugh, at getting up in the morning. Yeah, so it's 5.30 in the morning. Their alarms go off. They they turn them off, try to go back to sleep, but then the dad comes in playing the bugle because he can do that, apparently. Love that for him. <laughs> Love that. And dad, let's. I like to point out, dad's still going on his trip. He's apparently going to, to the airport right, right this morning, and I'm like, even after that whole thing with your kitchen burning, you're still going to go. But all right. Like you don't trust you. You feel like you have to punish your daughters, but you also trust them enough to leave them alone. For okay. Late. Whatever. Okay. Um, but anyway, so he sees them off to work and the girls arrive at the dairy factory and they meet with uncle Bob who right away, let's talk about the fact that he's doing some shady stuff on his computer when they run into him. Yeah, he's a sketchy guy. He's like, oh, you're here. That's great. But you're not actually you're not actually going to be working under me. You'll be working under Fran. And Fran's like the production uh, manager because they are working on the production floor. And they at first are very not happy about this. Um, but their dad specifically wanted them to walk work there, which fair enough. Yes. Yeah, so they end up in the like all white uniform with the hairnet which i want to point out um courtney's rocking a very 2006 look with the chopsticks in her hair oh yes the fashion in this movie there's also a scene later down the line where taylor is wearing one of those belts that didn't do anything that was like way too low on her hips and i'm like these these were interesting choices it was an interesting time in the fashion world in 2006 also, would like Courtney's choice there, would that be considered like appropriation? Yeah, because he's also wearing like a kimono looking top and I'm like, oh, it's 2006. All right. Yeah, that's an oof in 2023. Well, and not to mention, per FDA regulations, you're not supposed to have anything in your hair when you're working with food. And even after they put the uniform with the hairnet on, she still has the chopsticks in her hair. These... This family has some blatant disregard for the government. <laughs> Literally, because like, yeah, you're not supposed to have hair accessories like when you're working with food, because what if that falls into? Also, the fact that they would wear, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but the fact that they'd wear these hair nets, but they'd still have like their bangs out. Like, what? Yeah, because like, look, I worked, I used to work at a grocery store that was part of a, lo a local chain to the Midwest, if you know it, you know it. But I remember watching the food safety video training videos and it's like very clear. It's like you cannot have anything like any accessories in your hair, on your wrists, none of that. 
Like, I don't even think you could wear a necklace because that could possibly somehow fall into the food that you're preparing. And like, y'all don't want that to happen because that could lead to lawsuit if someone finds something in their food that's not supposed to be there. Right. Like, I feel like I shed like a dog. Um, and I know everybody's hair is different, but like, I cannot even imagine working on a food production line and not having my hair all the way back. Like, I am sure some of those customers, um, I am almost totally certain that somebody found a blonde hair in their food at some point with how these girls wore their hair nuts all the way through the movie, too. Literally. No one calls them out on it because it's Disney and we just have to make sure the styling is correct. Literally, though. So they're on the line They're At first, they're just putting feeding yogurt containers into the machine to go on the belt. But at some point, um, Corey's like, you look so dumb. And Taylor's like, so do you. And Corey's like, yeah, but I can't see myself, so it doesn't matter. So Corey wants to take a photo of Taylor in this outfit. And what ends up happening is she drops her phone into yogurt, into a container of yogurt. Yeah, and then they're like scrambling to get the yogurt or the phone of the yogurt and they end up having to stop the production line, which of course ticks the production line head guy right off for obvious reasons. Yeah, because this leads to um four minutes of lost time. And he's like, well, now how are we supposed to make all those four minutes? But then remember when Taylor, Taylor's really good at math. So she's like, well, if you speed up the belt f- for the next 16 minutes, we'll get your four minutes back. So that shows off that she's she knows math. She's a STEM girly. She's a woman in STEM. She is a woman in STEM. I feel like after this movie, she went on to if she didn't work for her, even if she did work for her dad's company, like she did something with numbers for sure. Oh, for sure. But anyway, um, they are now trying to now they're putting lids on yogurt. And I don't know why they seem to be really bad at that. Like, is it that hard to put a lid on a container of yogurt? Because they're like there's spillage all over and their hands keep accidentally going in. So there's like a bunch of like yogurts behind them that I guess we're now deemed like we can't sell because it's been contaminated. But still, it's like, is it that hard to put yogurt lids on? Apparently. And so um, they are very excited by the time lunch rolls around. Right. But at first, uh, Courtney thinks it's the it's the end of the day bell. And Taylor has to go like, it's just lunch. and to their horror they learned that there is no catering at lunch oh no but they do have vending machine options which they think are so gross but like it's literally like it's a sandwich so like what yeah it's like it's a sandwich sandwich is fine like who doesn't like a good sandwich yeah but as they roll into the cafeteria everyone's just glaring at them and i'm like y'all are grown adults glaring at teenagers yeah and also like not gonna lie like i understand the um the ick most people feel toward like nepotism but also would you be openly glaring at your boss's daughters like no i feel like you try to make your boss happy like like you wouldn't you you might you might complain about it in private but like would you openly like mm, I wouldn't. Yeah, see, that's what I was gonna say. You do what normal people do and just talk about them behind their back. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, let's just be real here. Yeah, but luckily their friend Heather's dad works at the dairy, so they sit with him. And um, as they're talking to him, because he's like, thank you so much for inviting us to the cotillion. We're very excited um, because it's very clear that Heather and her family don't have as obviously do not have as much money as these two because Heather's dad's a worker there. But as they're talking, um, we learn that Courtney does not have a date. And apparently you need to bring a date to your cotillion. And she's like, but where am I going to find a date? And then right as she says Which, that. Which like, also, I, as someone who never had a proper date to a dance in high school, like, and again, I know it's their party or whatever, but like, why? Why can't she just like have like, a? they could call it a dancing partner, but like, why does she have to have like a date? I don't know. But as she's like, where am I going to find a date? Literally, as she says that, who walks by but Philippe? Which he's a high school French exchange student who also has an internship at the dairy, which like, is that even legal? Because I can tell you, like, I mean, now, granted, maybe it's unpaid and I don't know the regulations behind unpaid. But someone who was an exchange student when they were a legal adult, by the way. Um, Because I was 20 turning 21 when I did my semester abroad. Um, I was not allowed to work per my visa. I mean, now maybe the other visas are like different, but also he's supposed to be in high school, I think. So like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, he's a weird conundrum. Yeah, like why they had to make him French. I I didn't, I, I don't know. I don't know either. They could have just made him a normal worker, but I guess not. But yeah, he's a French. But he had to have the allure. Yeah, because he's a French foreign exchange student who's working at the dairy for the summer. He's like staying with one of the other rich families. But um, Taylor's all like, well, you should go ask him. And she's like, no, I can't. What if he says no? Or what if he doesn't understand me? They're like, yeah, you just got to go for it. Meanwhile, um, we interrupt this lunchtime to bring you a country music concert. Yes, apparently it was um, Reed Callum's idea to promote um, camaraderie, I guess. Yeah, because apparently what happens on Mon- yeah, Mondays, I think, during lunch is that some of the employees who apparently all know how to play different instruments uh, perform like little folk country songs for everyone in the cafeteria. And Fran's the lead singer. Which, like, it's it's kind of a cute idea, but it also feels very random. Yeah, it is. It is random. But the more and honestly, this is a little insulting. If you ask me, they go, does anyone else want to come up and join? And Taylor and Courtney are like, oh, well, you know, we do a little bit of singing. Maybe we could do some backup vocals for y'all, which I was like. Are we really going to have a movie with Allie and AJ and they're not going to sing in it? Yeah, guys, um, they never sing in this movie. Which, what? I mean, it's Allie and AJ. Like, what? But yeah, the band's all like, uh, no, this is for real working people only. And I'm like, why y'all bullying literal children? Yeah, like, that's not cool. I do not care how rich they are. What? Like, these are children. These are minors. Yeah, don't don't talk to a minor that way. That's icky. Yeah, but anyway, after that... They cannot help what they were born into, man. Like... Literally, but yeah, after that, they're like... 
carrying tubs of blueberries, I think, to make. I'm convinced this it's called the dairy factory, but I am convinced they only make yogurt here because that's the only thing we ever see them working on. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's only yogurt, but I, I don't know. I didn't pay that close of attention, but, you know, I mean, they're only going to show one part of the production line anyway that our girls are working on. Yeah. So they're carrying these vats of blueberries to, like, I'm sure make yogurt. And they're like, man, I'm not really liking how everyone's treating us. Like, it's not our fault that uh, we don't like it's our first day and we're not 100 percent certain of what everything does. They're like, yeah, so let's show them what we can really do. So they pick up, they say, let's pick up the pace and they start walking a little faster. But immediately, and by the way, they're wearing heels. Once again, um, they should be wearing no slip shoes, not heels. Which like. Yeah, like what? Like, like, I mean, for smart people, why would they even remotely think that that would be a good idea? I I don't know, because it's not, because they walk into the next room and they immediately both slip on the floor. Which, again, like, I understand that they're supposed to be out of touch with reality, but, like, to that degree, again, because they're also depicted to be smart, like, what? Yeah, so they end up slipping and falling, and, of course, the blueberries fall all over them. And they even say, like, okay, well, point us to the mob. Well, We'll fix, we'll clean this all up. No problem. And everyone just points and laughs at them. These are literal adults pointing and laughing at two children. Which is ick. The ick. But they clean their uniforms, which by the way, they are super excited about the fact that they just did their own laundry for the first time. Yeah. They're like, we're going to have to tell, I think they're talking about their housekeeper, that we did our own laundry. Like, we have to take this as proof. We're so excited. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but then it's the end of the day and everyone's lining up to get their checks for the last pay cycle. And <laughs> Taylor and Courtney are in line and they go, all right, we'll take our check. And um, Melvin's all like, oh, that's really sweet, girls, but you're not. You don't get paid for one day. You get paid for a week. Yeah. Um, yeah, so apparently they weren't even aware of that, which, like, what? Right. But anyway, as they're leaving, who just so happens to be, like, dropping off a tanker full of milk? Oh, it's Jackson. Um, Because his family owns the dairy farm that sells to Callum's uh, dairy factory. Mm-hmm. And at first he and, like, Taylor seem to get in a little bit of a tiff, but then she's like, I want to come over to see, is it Bertha? Is that the name of the cow? Martha. Martha. I knew it ended with an A. Um, Martha. And he's like, oh, okay. And then it like seems like they're kind of going on a date for her to go over and see a pregnant cow. I well, guess. to see a pregnant cow, but also she's going to drop off the check for his truck. Ah, uh, yes, that's true. And then that part. we get a little quick scene of um, her... And Courtney having dinner with their friend Heather. And uh, Courtney's like, so Taylor's going to go see Jackson tonight. And they're like, ooh. And she's like, okay, whatever. What about you? Are you going to do anything about Philippe? So this is when Courtney gets the idea to go over to uh, Philippe's host family's house. And say that um, because they have a a kid as well around their age. I forget his name. But they're going to say that his invitation got lost in the mail and that he's totally invited and that he should bring Philippe with him. So they're going to go do that. They're going to go 
uh, get Philippe invited by proxy. Meanwhile, we then cut to a scene of Jackson getting ready to see Taylor. And I'm like, what's why is this here? Yeah, like it was like a very weird like scene, like montage of him getting ready and then her getting ready. And it like it very much felt like 2006. (laughs) But also, I just want to let you know that for a good I didn't time it. Obviously, that'd be weird. But like a good few minutes, we see Jackson shirtless. Which what? Why? I mean, if you if you all listen to our high school musical episode, uh, Becca points out like they teased us with Zac Efron in that one. But here I'm like, oh, we get like a full couple minutes of this. Which like, first off, was he a minor or no at the time of production? I don't know, because spoiler like, alert, him and they... him and Allie kiss on the lips, but AJ doesn't get a kiss on the lips. So which I think that implies he wasn't then. Was she, but would Allie, so Allie was born in 1989, so she wouldn't have been. Oh. 1989 to 2006. No, she would have only been like 17, 16, 17. So like she wanted, I was wondering if she would have been like a adult, but it doesn't appear so. Oh, weird. Cause I thought, cause like they get to kiss on the lips but aj and her love interest don't so i'm like oh that's because she wasn't a minor anymore at that point i guess not no i thought she was like i thought they were like 16 and 18 respectively when this is filmed but it appears that they were slightly younger because yeah 89 2009 2008 2007 she would have turned 18 and this was came out in 2006 and was probably filmed in 2005 so they are a little bit younger, so they're more like 14 and 16. Interesting. Okay. Okay, but anyway, yeah, so they're getting ready, but then um, apparently Taylor just falls asleep. Which, like, what? Well, because, like, like a, Oh, go on. It's explained later that she just, like, because she's just not used to waking up at 5.30, she just, like, fell asleep, and I'm like, you're telling me she slept from, like, 7 p.m. to 5 30 the next morning that's over like nine hours i think yeah and the fact too the thing that really gets me is like don't get me wrong i can sleep really hard on occasion like when i'm really really tuckered out like probably close to 12 hours if i but i'll usually wake up to go to the bathroom in there so i guess not fully not that that's tmi but whatever so like my thing is, it's like, if she was so excited to see this guy, I understand she's not used to working, but also it's just unrealistic that she would be that excited and do her makeup and everything and then, like, not go, <laughs> you know, like, just fall asleep. Like, the excitement wouldn't keep her up. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. But, yeah, she falls asleep. Meanwhile, uh, Courtney and Heather go over to... Philippe's host family's house and they invite their son and they say oh you know maybe you'll feel a little bit because he's a little socially awkward because he doesn't really want to come like well maybe you'd feel more comfortable if you brought someone that you knew with you like I don't know foreign exchange student I don't know and he's like I actually have one and he just it goes right over his head yeah so they they talk to Philippe and Courtney straight up says, would you like to come and be my date for this dance? And he's like, oh, I would love to do that. In his French accent. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Courtney and Philippe are officially on for the cotillion. 
But anyway, um, we cut to the next morning, and yeah, um, Taylor wakes up. She's like, <gasps> she immediately wakes up and is like, oh my god, I, I stood him up because we saw that um, Jackson was waiting for her, and he even had a bouquet of flowers for her. Yeah. But she never so, showed up. Yeah, so he's pretty ticked, as he should be. Yeah. So she's like, oh my god, I totally stood him up. I'm terrible. And uh, Courtney walks in and she's like, yeah, you know what the worst part of this is? We still have to go to work again. Which, like, what? Like, okay. But, anyway, but they go to work. They go to work and there's some trouble brewing because everyone's checks bounced. Yes. And I'm like, is so there white... I'm like, is there white collar crime in this movie? There is. There is. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. And so what happens is Bob comes out and he's like, yeah, well, it looks like Reed Callum took more than uh, bags on his trip because the company counts completely empty. Which, like. <sighs> okay. So. Of course, at first, the girls are like, well, uh, yeah, what, what do we do about this? Well, and, and the workers, of course, are like, well, if we don't get paid, we're not going to work. We're not going to work, which, which I'm like, like, fair. Which I'm like, yeah, strike. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't correlate to anything right now. Yeah. <laughs> the irony, the, not really. <laughs> that doesn't relate to anything that's going on in the world right now in July of 2023. Nope, not a thing. Nope. Um, but yeah, so basically, um, Taylor and okay, yeah, Taylor and Courtney are like, okay, well, what if we figure out a way? If we figure out a way to uh, cover for the paychecks, we should still keep working then. So they're like, come on, everyone, let's at least for today, let's work, and then we'll see what we can figure out. So. They do that, and at one point, uh, after this little rallying speech, Taylor hits a button, like, gets herself doused in milk or something. Yeah, it's like, it's just a little comedic take. Yeah, but, but anyway, um, they're, like, there's no way Dad would do this, right? He's not a criminal. Like, no, but maybe we should go talk to Uncle Bob and tell him to tell Dad that we believe in him and he's not a criminal. So they go to Bob's office, and Bob has, like, he's gone. He gone. We and we never see him again. I'll let you right know that right now. Bob never shows up. Although, according to the Wikipedia, there is an alternate ending. Which what? I don't think I ever saw this. I don't think I did either. What? Um, which I'll bring up again at the end. Um, okay. But yeah, we do not see Bob again. He is just gone. He has thrown a picture of him and Reed in the trash, and I'm like, okay. If you're going to steal money from a company, you can't make it that obvious. But like, all right. Right. Because they literally pick up that photo and they're like, well, what's this about? And they're like, what if Bob's the criminal? And they're like, well, that's just accepted for the rest of the movie. Like, that's just accepted. (laughs) Yeah, because after this, they go over to Fran's house and they meet her husband, Keith, who apparently also works at the dairy. Pretty much everyone who's not rich just works at the dairy yeah and they're like we found this photo in the garbage in bob's office we think he's the one who stole the money and fran just believes them yep she's like she's she's like yep he was sketchy and her husband who also works at the dairy agrees and then they make pizzas yeah they're like anyway please join us for dinner we're making pizza and they're like okay but yeah i guess fran's like yeah i never liked bob he was always sketchy and he was always mad that your dad denied 
that uh, buyout. But apparently the reason Reed said no to the buyout is because the buyer was going to um, make the factory all automated and everyone would then lose their jobs. And Reed was not about that. Right. Which go read. Go read. Yes. Um, but after making pizza, they're like, why are we making like 10 of these? And um, Fran's all like, oh, well, we made, we made some for our neighbor. You know, she's very elderly. And they're like, well, why? And they're like, that's just the nice thing to do. And they're like, oh, my God, what? What? Like, you can be a selfless person? Like, what? They're like, people are in- can be inherently good. What? Like, I'm so confused. Yeah. Then we cut to a meeting of the four girls who are throwing the what's the word cotillion cotillion i I forgot i wanted to say debutante but like technically that's different that is different apparently i don't know but yeah basically they're all like oh we need this 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 and this and then courtney is like uh no we don't we need to stick to our budget and they're like yeah no we're just gonna ask our dads for more money and she's like uh no she's like um no i promised my dad i'd stick to a budget we can't ask for more and they're like which twenty five thousand dollars you should be able to make it work and she's even like do we need steak and lobster can't we have chicken and one of them's like chicken they're like chicken is for Uh, poor people which like don't get me wrong i don't eat meat hardly at all so i'm a plant-based person but like chicken is better like <laughs> you're like love me like, some chicken hands up chicken's better i don't know when i do eat me i am definitely a turkey girly but like i don't know i think chicken would be better than steak and lobster but yeah whatever i know that steak and lobster is considered more expensive okay this is where taylor approaches courtney with the idea of giving her twenty thousand of her cotillion money to cover the dairy workers paychecks and Courtney's all like, um, when did this become my problem to solve? And she's not entirely wrong, especially because she's like, she's literally 15. I This shouldn't be something she has to worry about. But she's Taylor's all like, well, because these people need this money to live. And because without this dairy, we wouldn't even have the life we have right now. And Courtney's all like, mm, no. Which like, yes, that's the more mature standpoint. But like, I actually do understand where Courtney is coming from because i mean taylor i mean she points out that taylor did already like she had her cotillion and she just wants her moment to shine and like yes obviously the more mature selfless thing would be to give the money to the workers obviously but like you know at the same time it's like it's not like i mean you can sympathize or empathize with uh um courtney sorry i almost said taylor i mean i think that she makes some valid points yeah for sure so then it's next day, and they still haven't figured out what to do about paying the workers. So all the work- the workers are like, well, you know, most of us live paycheck to paycheck, so it's like we can't really just sit around and not get paid. And that's when Taylor tells Courtney, hey, I left my cell phone in the car. Can you go get it? Courtney's like, okay, fine. And this is when Taylor's like, she goes up in front of everyone. She goes, I will figure out how to pay you for this last cycle and we will continue to work and immediately everyone just kind of craps on her which like uh what she is saving your jobs like i don't know what to tell you i know it's like i'm not a big fan of watching grown adults bully a child not at all like i don't know what these adults were thinking in this movie but it's not cute like it's not a look no meanwhile uh courtney runs into philippe 
And she tells him about the spotlight dance and that they will have to dance together under the spotlight. And she's like, if you're all right with that, he's like, he's totally fine with that. We also learned he's apparently been taking dance lessons since he was 10. Which like, oh, you know, honestly, that's kind of European. Yeah. Like not to like stereotype, but uh, my uh, Jer- or Mishy, who has been on the podcast before, shout out Mishy. Um, her parents took ballroom dancing, I think. So yeah, but when she gets back into the break room, everyone is gone. And well, Kate, what has Taylor done? She has snuck off to the bank, which apparently her name is on the account because she's good at math. And she has taken out the cotillion money to pay the workers. Yes. So even though Courtney was like, do not take my money. Taylor did it anyway. And Fran announces that thanks to the lovely, lovely um, backing of Taylor Callum, you will be getting your pay. And she's also like, oh, so Courtney helped too. And this is when Courtney's like, you like where did you get that money? And she's like, we'll talk about it at home. Let's not talk about it here. And yeah, they go home. And yes, Taylor admits that she took $20,000 from the cotillion money to pay the workers. And Courtney is very upset. She's not happy. Which, okay, what's your view on the situation now? Like, it, it is really hard because, like, obviously at the same time, do I think that, I think that it's, like, very justifiable what Taylor did. Um, and should she have done it? Like, I mean, I don't know. I go back and forth because on the one hand, obviously, all these people's jobs and livelihoods are so important. But at the same time, like, like, I guess it's kind of like a Robin Hood or an Aladdin situation. Like, should we steal from the rich to give to the poor in the most, like, basic sense? Like, obviously, these people are not, like, poor, but, like, you understand the the concept. Yeah, it's just, it's a very, it's got layers. Yes. But then. For sure. But then we don't have time for that, because now Taylor drives on over to Jackson's farm. He's like. What are you doing here? And she's like, I just I brought you your check. And he's like, I told you to mail it. And she's like, well, look, I, I just want she basically kind of just dumps on him. And she's like, listen, there's just a lot going on. My father's company is in shambles. My sister hates me. And she goes, and the only person I could think of who I could like tell all this to is a guy who thinks I'm a total jerk. And he kind of like just like I think he just kind of forgives her in that sense because she's like she explains why she stood him up. Yeah. And so things are back in a relatively good place for them. But no time for that because Kate, it's time for cowbirth. Cowbirth. <laughs> Which I'm like, so, okay. Martha be out here about to give birth and um Taylor like they they rush to her side and then but she kind of stops um with her contractions or something I don't know uh but Taylor points out like oh maybe that bull isn't giving her enough privacy and they're like what (laughs) what they're cows but then she gets the bull to go away and then Martha 
pops out of calf. She pops out of a calf, which is probably way too big than an actual newborn calf would be. Yeah. But yeah, she has her baby and for some reason Taylor goes over and like hugs the newborn and I'm like, dude, you're getting stuff all over you. Yeah, like oof. But um that's okay because she changes into her love interest's clothes. Like, ooh. After. Like, ooh, saucy. And they go on a walk in the meadow. And they kiss on the lips. And I'm like, whoa. I was like, that is scandalous for a decom. I'm like, dang, right after a high school musical where they didn't even give us like a cheek kiss, I think. The scandal. The scandal. But yes, they are they are together now. So that's fun. But then the next morning, uh Taylor wakes up to find a note on the mirror saying that uh Courtney had the housekeeper drive her to work and she says, forget I exist. Which like, all right. So that feud is still ongoing. Yes, yeah, so they're at work and you can just tell that Courtney is still very mad. She's angrily putting lids on yogurt. But then more troubles afoot because apparently all the milk has gone bad. Which like. Okay. Because apparently it was Bob's job to monitor the temperature of the milk cooler. And since he's God knows where, that didn't happen. So I guess the milk cooler got too warm and now all the milk is bad. So they're going to have to somehow make up that production. Yes. So. Sorry, I'm just reading my notes here. No, you're totally fine. Okay, so yeah, they're having remember. having another meeting. They're like, what are we going to do? And Allie's like, what if we ask Jackson's Family's Farm to give us some milk on credit? And they're like, yeah, credit's not really a thing in our industry. Like, so that won't work. And so I think what ends up happening is, yeah, Allie goes to Jackson and tells her about tells him about the situation. He's like, yeah, we can't just give you milk for free. Because apparently their farm is also struggling. But I mean, it kind of seems like the, the dairy factory is their only account. So like, no wonder. Right. Like, y'all only do one account, apparently. No wonder y'all don't got no money. Which. Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Alla, not not Allie or Asia, not Allie at all. Uh, Courtney is confronted by the other cotillion girls because now she only has $5,000 to give. To the party fund, they're all like, well, you're like poor now, so like you're not part of this no more. Which like, I mean, did you ever think these girls were your real friends? Like, yeah, because she ends up going to Heather, who is like her other friend who we met already, you know, and she explains, you know, like I got kicked out. Like, I guess like those girls just aren't. Like they just didn't really they want they didn't want to be friends with me. They only wanted to be friends with my money. And Heather's like, yeah, but you also were acting like them, so like no wonder they kept you around. She's like, was I really that terrible? And Heather goes, yeah, but you know you have a good heart. That's why you're not like them. So this is when Courtney has her self realization of like, oh my god, I need to be a better person. Oh my gosh, maybe I am selfish. Maybe darn. Maybe there is something the matter with me. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so she's at home now because she also angrily stormed off from the dairy because like Taylor stole her money, of course. But anyway, she's at home. 
And this is when we get introspective about the dead mom for a little bit. She's like, I just wish mom were here because she's the one who always broke up fights with me and Taylor. And the housekeeper's like, yeah, your dad used to call her his secret weapon. And she's like, I just, I want to be a better person. And the, t- and the housekeeper's like, I'm sure you can be. Anyway, you want some yogurt? Yeah. Which is it's apparently their mom's recipe, which I'm like, how, how complicated that recipe be? Right. Also, like, did this movie make you want to have some yogurt? I mean, I do like yogurt. My, f- okay, like, not gonna lie, my favorite yogurt. Um, well, first off, I'm currently, like, in, o- I think, is it pronounced Okios? Okos? I'm so sorry if I'm, like, slaughtering that. Okios, I think. Um, I am a, God, what is it called? I'm gonna go look in my fridge right now. The, uh, the triple zero kind uh girly but my favorite yogurts are the parfaits that they sell at Publix sorry I just like swallowed and breathed in at the same time oh love that <coughs> I'm like body okay I'm like body body why you do stop that? my favorite yogurt um I know we get the oikos a lot but we also get like light and fit. <laughs> Ah, uh, light and fit. I feel like light and fit is always at hotels. I feel like right? that's the yogurt of hotels. That's, that's the continental breakfast yogurt. I know. And of course, I when know. I was my, my partner is here and he doesn't like yogurt, and I just don't get it. He's like looking at me. He's like, "No, yo, yogurt." <laughs> <laughs> I I'm I'm a yogurt girly. Yeah. But. Um. But yeah. So she's angrily. No. What am I doing? Yeah, she's like, you want some yogurt? Your mom's recipe. Anyway, so what ends up happening is Taylor ends up selling her car to the guy who um, restored it for nine grand. Because he just has nine grand laying around, I guess. I guess that's like what's in his savings. And so she's able to get some more money to kind of keep things a rolling at the factory. And so she gets home and Courtney's all like, did you seriously sell your car? And she's like, well, I took the bus home, so yeah. And she's like, oh my god, Taylor, I'm, I am can't believe this. She's like, but it's still not enough. We're only, we, I got 9000 but we need 1000 more to pay for the milk. And Courtney's like, did you say 1000 more? Because Kate, if you remember, Courtney bought a $1,000 dress at the beginning of the movie. Wow, how ironic is that? Especially because she doesn't need it anymore because she's not doing cotillion anymore. Yeah. So she returns the dress and she gets the full return because she never wore it. So the tags are still on and everything. Which, like, okay, fair enough, I guess. But, like, also the irony of this whole situation is just so predictable. Yeah. But anyway, so what ends up happening then is she gets a call from Philippe and he invites her to the country club for dinner. And she's all like, well, I should also let you know, we're not doing the cotillion. I'm not doing the cotillion anymore. He's like, well, then that's even more of a reason why you should come tonight. We will celebrate you tonight. And I'm like, dang, he's got the moves. What do they call it now? The Riz? The Riz. God. <laughs> I don't even know like what that is. That is that bad? I don't know even really about that. Look, Kate, I think it's just what the kids say. Do I have that wrong? I don't know. Look, Kate, we're geriatric. We don't know. We're geriatric. I have no idea. <laughs> yes, but anyway, 
So she goes to the country club with him and his host family. And they're just having a nice time. And then they end up on the dance floor. But then the the other girls arrive and they're like, aren't you poor? Why are you here? And she's like, I'm actually a guest. I'm like, well, you know what? You are. They're just like, you're stinky. We don't like you. And she's like, well, you know what? I'm not like you anymore. I don't care about my money. And then she has a fun line for she's like, now twirl me, Philip. <laughs> And then they go out on the dance floor, but then they kind of like make their way off the dance floor. And Philippe's like, why would you even want to have a cotillion with those girls? And she's like, I don't know. It just, I want it to be like Taylor, but I've spent so long trying to be like my sister. And uh, she's like, maybe I just need to be me now, which I'm like, this is such a decom moment, but like, all right, sure, whatever. And so, but then they're about to kiss, but instead of getting the kiss on the lips that her sister and her love interest get, what happens, Jake? Oh, like the sprinklers start going off, of course. Which, which typical. Which these sprinklers would then reprise this role in High School Musical 2. I was going to say, there's some foreshadowing to another favorite decom. Yes, but anyway, while they're at the country club having a nice time, Taylor's kind of just like moping at home. And why of course who shows up but a jackson he's like well you know i figured you look so sad before but now it's like i figure i give you com- some company so they are end up like watching a movie <clears throat> and much like philippe <laughs> jackson i guess has the riz and just starts like <laughs> making moves on her honestly though yes and he's like he, she's like i can't wait for my dad to get home as they're like sitting there watching a movie and he's like well, I'm glad he's not home because I would not have the courage to do this and like leans in to kiss her, even though they've act- they've kissed before. So like, okay. Um, but like then the housekeeper comes by and she's like, y'all want some popcorn? She's all like, save some room for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> save room for Jesus. Uh, yes. yes, honestly, it's definitely a save room for Jesus moment. She's really stepping into that like parental role there. It's now the end of the work week and everyone's like, well, we did it. And we have the Caleb sisters to thank for helping us get through this week. And they're like, so, you know, we're going to have a party tonight at uh, France. Like we're going to have a party tonight at um, our place. You guys should totally come by. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. It's not like we have any plans now that Cotillion's off. So we cut to this party. It's it's a fun time. There's there's, you know, food, there's drink, there's, you know, the, the dairy bands playing their tunes. And they're like, well, you know, tonight was supposed to be Courtney's cotillion. So we think she still deserves her spotlight dance. So they get her and Philippe up and they start dancing, but they don't last. They don't dance for long, Kate. And why is that? Because there is trouble at the dairy factory. Surprise! Surprise, because what we learn is that all the yogurt and I guess other products have their expiration date, say, today. And everyone's like, how did that happen? Why could that be? And Cordy remembers, oh no, I remember when I was still really mad at Taylor and I had to reset the expiration date machine because I was so mad about my party, I set the expiration date to the date of my party, which is today. So that's why all the products as it expires today. And the, the guy who um, tells them the news is like, yeah, we've already had like three accounts refuse to um, take our order, their orders because they don't want expired product. Which like, 
don't get me wrong. Obviously, this is a very bad situation. But like, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, like these girls are always taking ownership of what is going on. Like, honestly, for as spoiled and entitled as they are, like, they are good about taking ownership. I mean, and I know that this is supposed to in some ways show uh, Courtney's growth. But at the same time, like, I mean, she doesn't even hesitate. Like, she's just like, yeah, this is my fault. Oopsie. Oopsie doopsie. Oopsie doopsie. Big whoops. Oopsie doopsie. I did a poopsie. But yeah, she's like, but <laughs> I did a poopsie. It's like, can't we just like reseal them? And he's like, no, no. FDA regulations say that you can't sell a product if it's been resealed, which I think that's true. I think I saw that in my safety training videos. I feel like that would be true. I mean, I think that that makes sense. Yeah. So they're like, because like contamination and stuff like, yeah, exactly. So like, okay, what we'd have to do is then we'd have to start a whole new line. And that means, well, luckily everyone who goes to, who works there is at this party. They're like, we're going to go and everyone's going to have to work through the night, but we can do it. But then they're like, but we'd still need like 25 more people to actually realistically get this done. Where are we going to find that many people? And Courtney's like, I know a place. I know a place. She knows mm-hmm. a place. Uh, and she shows up at the cotillion and everyone's like, you're not welcome here. And she's like, I just have a quick announcement to make. And like goes up and takes the microphone from like where the band is. Yeah, and she's like, you guys, my father's dairy is in trouble. And they're like, so? And they're like, but we need help. And they're like, why would we want to help? And I'm like, because... I was just like you all two days ago. I didn't care Which, about. Which, like, why would you? Why would you insult everybody that you're trying to get to help you? Right. Like, what? Yeah, she's like two days ago. I was just like all of you. I only cared about myself, and I didn't know the value of money or what it meant to work for something. But now I do, and I want you to all help us because you know we're all part of the same community. And everyone's all like, anyway, desserts here. <laughs> And her uh, nemesis, like, falls in the pool as they're struggling over the microphone, which is funny. Yeah. So, it's surprising no one, like, none of the rich people want to go work at the dairy all night. So, they run back where, first of all, everyone's already changed into uniforms and on the line processing dairy products. It's for the plot, man. It's for the plot. And they're all like, well, there's no way we're going to get it all done now, so I guess we got to call it off. This is the end. But just as they're about to call it off and send everyone home... And who's who walks through the doors of the dairy? It's the dead. Reed Callum has arrived. He has returned. I guess he was just in the rainforest and's like, you know what? I miss my kids. I'm gonna go home. Yes. All right, Mister. Probably didn't get a yellow fever vaccine. <laughs> right. He's like, so I went to Cotillion, but you weren't there. And then I heard about what all happened with Bob. So here I am. And he's like, but I'm not alone because somehow, some way he convinced all the cotillion people to come with him. Which like, okay, like including two of the girls whose like party it was. Which I'm also just like, this is how you know it's a Disney movie because like realistically this would not happen. This would definitely not happen in real life. Like absolutely not. Yeah. And they're all like, we listen, we were, we, we thought about what you said, Courtney. And you're like, you were right. We're, we're all the worst. We're all horrible, but we're going to help. And I'm like, have any of you worked in the factory before yeah but alas they montage and spoiler alert they're able to do it they do it they send the trucks off with all new product and they're like we did it yay and they're all like this was 
a crazy week, but the dads are like, but I'm proud of you girls. And this is when they have Courtney finally do her spotlight dance with Philippe under the lights of a truck as the dairy band is playing. And they have their moment for like all of five seconds and the dad and Taylor join. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I apologize for that. Um, and then uh, the dad hands Taylor off to her love interest that my name is blanking in my head. Um, and they're having a good moment. And that's almost the end of the movie. Yeah, you think that's where it ends, but we actually cut to like, I don't know, the next day or a few days later and we see dad crunching the numbers. He basically explains that Bob, yeah, Bob took everything, all the money they've collected, over, they've saved up over the years, gone. Nowhere to be found, probably in an offshore account somewhere. And, but they have enough to get by. They just have to be a little bit more conscious about their spending and no more shopping sprees for a while. And Courtney's like, not even a new pair of school shoes. Courtney's like, just, no wait, Courtney says that and Taylor says, be strong, Courtney, be strong. And uh, then Reed was going to give them the day off at the dairy the next morning and like snuck into their rooms to turn off their alarms. Um, But then at the end of the day, um, um, at the end of the day, um, I'm sorry, I'm blinking. They like... He snuck off in and turned off their alarms, but they got up anyway. Yeah, because and, like, he snuck into his car. Yeah, because he goes like, into what? his car to go to work and they just pop out of the back seat and they're like, are you ready to go to work, Dan? And they're like, huh? He's like, I was going to give you the day off. And they're like, well, you know, eight hours at the dairy means eight, eight less hours for us to be at the mall. He's like, well, all right. And they're like, actually, and you know, we actually kind of did like working. We want to keep doing it. So I guess they're just going to work at the dairy now. Which like. I'm not going to lie. I would have taken the day off, but all right. Yeah. So the the movie actually ends with them driving off to work, but Kate. Which (laughs) alternate ending? Yeah. I was like, Kate, you said there was an alternate ending? I have never seen this alternate ending, but according to the Wikipedia page, quote, in an alternate ending, Courtney finds a way to track Reed's friend who stole the money, which I assume they're talking about Bob. Um, The girls show their father a footage of the embezzler playing in a casino in Puerto Rico, and Reed alerts the FBI to catch him. Despite getting their money back, the sisters continue working in the dairy in the hopes of one day succeeding their father. Wow. So they, they, they call the FBI on him. I feel like that. So I feel like that. I would think that I was going to say that was going to be more satisfying. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds more satisfying, if not a little bit more outlandish. Yeah. But granted, like they said, they set up that Courtney knows computers. So like, I guess her hacking into a security camera makes sense. Yes. It's like when those, it's like when those people hacked into the One Direction's airport camera or something. Yeah, good times. Also, it's been 13 years since 1D was formed. Like, happy... It's. I mean, that was a few days ago, but, like, happy 13 years of 1D for those who celebrate. You may pick up your AAP, AARP cards now. <laughs> Honestly, I keep telling myself I need to register for AARP because, you know, those discounts. Yes, but yes, that is Cowbells, everyone. So, Kate, what's your final thoughts and your ranking of this one? 
I do enjoy a good cowbells. Um, it's it's good. It's not my absolute favorite, but like it's definitely a staple. I really enjoyed it in my childhood. I think I'm gonna give it an eight point seven because I I think it's up there. It's an, it's definitely a more enjoyable decom, but um, you know there are ones that are better. <laughs> yeah, I will say this is a this is a fun one. I don't know if it's one I'd like rewatch just like on a whim as opposed to others but you know it's fun it's a fun time we love us some Allie and AJ or I guess Allison and Amanda <laughs> love that billing yes um you know what I think I'll just give this a solid eight out of ten fair enough but all right, everyone, that's the end of Cowbells and the end of season three. We made it. Yay! Now, sorry, earbud ears. Yes. But now, if you've been following our social media, then you know, um, as opposed to the last few years, um, season four is not going to be kicking off right away. No, we are um, as a gesture of solidarity towards um, current events uh striking <laughs> uh we are going to be postponing our season for um kickoff i guess yes it's in solidarity with the writers guild of america and the screen actors guild um we will be putting a little bit of a pause on the start of season four until the strikes are over and those striking are get get better uh, payment and better treatment from studios especially when it comes to residuals because um you know we love talking about decoms but these decoms would not exist without the actors and writers who made them and we think it is only fair that they get paid the residuals they are owed and deserved and we also think that they deserve protection from ai influencing and taking over the job market from them so yeah, um, it'll be a little bit before you hear from us again, but we will definitely still be active on socials, especially with our trip coming up. So don't worry, we won't be completely radio silent. We'll still be around. But yeah, it will be a little bit before we kick off season four, but we'll be very excited to do it when the time is right. And hopefully those striking get what they are deserved and owed. But all right, Kate, this brings us to the end of the episode so where can our lovely listeners find you on social media our lovely listeners can find me at kv random on instagram and you can find me on instagram at jake blue art you can find the podcast on instagram at something new pod we also have an email if you ever want to use that to talk to us that start of something new podcast at gmail.com if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating and a review. And if you do that, we'll read it live on the show. <laughs> Bless <me>. you. <laughs> Bless you. And lastly, this podcast is distributed on Spotify for Podcasters, which is a podcasting app that allows users to record and distribute podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. And if you're on Spotify for Podcasters, you can leave us a voice message. And if you ever do that, we will listen to it live on the show. But all right, that'll do it for us in season three. Um, hopefully it will be sooner rather than later when we kick off season four. But I can tell you guys right now, it'll be a fun season premiere because when we eventually kick off season four, we will be covering a very classic, another classic. We'll be covering Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior. 
Yes. Um, that is, oh, that is such a classic. Wow, 2006 was a great year for the DCOM. Yeah, 2006 was great. So when we come back, we will be discussing that a Brenda Song classic. Love us some Brenda Song. But yes, like I said, hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later when that is out. But uh, yeah, you know, just keep up and educated with what's going on currently with the strikes in Hollywood. And we will stay in touch with you guys and we will see you for season four, hopefully sooner than later. We will be back. It's just a matter of one. Yes. So we will see you all later. Bye.